0: I spent twenty odd years of my life without ever seeing a remnant or aught like it. Hard to imagine now, in it, given the world and our last couple of years together. But like I said, embrace is a whole, a rip in the heart of the world. And, but it's like those gardens the families built on Crowns Eight. Petal and green cloistered by wall from the world around. Ordered sweeps of fragrant colour and soft, useless lawn. Beautiful in its own way, I'm sure, but all of that beauty belies the effort put into maintaining it. The years of expertise of a staff sweeping daily for stray seed pumping pipes to bring up water from the trail and carefully positioning mirrors and umbrellas to guide the sun's light many of the walls of those gardens were brought down in the days of our struggle others crumbled in the exodus that followed those ever pruned perennials those sheltered sedges did they blink in wonder at the tall trees beyond their walls. Did they notice the ivies that grew easily on their trunks or the bracken that thrived beneath their broad leaves? If they were all like us they blinked uneasy for a moment and struggled to comprehend a world bigger than they knew and then closed their eyes and returned right to it. Returned to their fight for the only world they ever knew. As claws to thy yearning wildness, eager to reclaim its own. That were a fire for another day. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today is Steve Martin. Hello, I'm Steve, and you can follow me on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. Elizabeth Simones.
1: Hi, I'm Ziz. You can follow me on Twitter at CSilfGames.
0: And Beck Mihalik.
2: Hi, I'm Beck, and you can find me on Twitter at R underscore rmihalik.
0: And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can find me on Twitter at adtdixon. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter at flimsyrituals. Go to our website at flimsyrituals.com or support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash these flimsy rituals. Today we're going to be continuing our game of Blades in the Dark by John Harper, and as always, all of the music from this season is by Kai Engel. Okay, so I think the last time we saw you, Oaken, you had just defeated Winter's Yawl, right?
2: I had, yes, and was traumatised in the process.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we saw this moment where, like, the Gaul defended itself. I don't know if we've seen this in the outside space yet. Like, I don't know whether what's happening in Loven Street has quite caught up to it. But, like, the Gaul has started, like, pushing itself out of the Winter's Lodge. Uh, the roots going upwards, I imagine a tree going downwards into the water. And you had fallen to the ground, I think maybe do you do you like wake up back on the other side, just like beneath the stem of the of these roots?
1: Oh
2: yeah, so like on top of them, almost like I've fallen yeah. down and gone up.
0: Yes, yeah, like back through to like the material side of the world. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Mm. Is Mel still like inside that cavity? I've got a feeling she was right.
2: Yeah, he was in, like, inside the arm, traveling around it.
0: Okay, in that case, I think as you wake up, you can feel Mel, like, moving down the inside of this, like, arm of honey. Mm -hmm. And you can feel that she seems to be, like, crawling outside of it, almost. Like, she's crawling down as if she's trying to get out of it. And, like, I think as you wake up and you look at your arm, you can see that your arm is, like, grasping where this cluster of roots is, like, holding on to that. Oh. You can feel, like, this urge from Mel to, like, go to this cluster of roots. It's almost like a whisper coming from her, like, in the buzzing, like, as she moves her wings, you can just hear, like, preserve, preserve, preserve.
2: Hmm. I don't like that. (laughs) I think that Mel has gone a bit rogue. I'm going to try and stop it. I'm going to clench my fist.
0: Like pulling the arm away. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. This sounds like a roll of some kind. Um. What would you like to roll with here?
2: A tune or command, maybe?
0: I like either of those.
2: Maybe command. Like this is a, I am not going to let you do this kind of moment.
0: Yeah, I like that.
2: Risky standard?
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
2: A five and a two.
0: Okay. On a risky, you do it, but there's a consequence, you suffer harm, complication, because you have reduced effect, or you end up in a desperate position. I think you managed to snatch back this arm and, like, close it into a fist, and, like, Mel does a little frustrated buzz still like has that like undercurrent of like preserve or wanting to get there but before like before you get to resolve this little argument you're having i think this is the moment where nia and altara and crick and everyone else find their way to this room uh uh (laughs) good who who walks in first
2: Oh, I think it'd be really nice to kind of see Nia. And be like, "Oh, few, they're here," and then everyone else walks in.
0: Yeah. What What, what do you say to Nia when, when they get into the room?
2: Like, oh, good, you're all still alive, you know? Because I think it's the entire
0: crew. Yeah. And how does Nia respond?
1: I'm just trying to decide if, like, Nia and Oaken have ever talked about anything. <laughs> See, not like in general, but like in about this. Mm. Like one day, Oken, I'm going to like say this, say something, and that means you get to destroy the Nimshifts cuz they're here. Enjoy? Or if it's a complete surprise. I don't know which one I like, but more. Probably mm. it's a complete surprise and I'm just screwing Oaken over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the time to make that choice, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think for me, it being a complete surprise
2: makes more sense. Cool. I feel like that conversation would have changed the trajectory of a lot of things.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, like, I can definitely see Nia, if we still wanted Nia to be playing Altara, I can still see Nia being like, I'm not going to tell Okun because I can get Okan out of this anyway. Feels very their attitude at the minute. Like I'm the one that's going to save the day, and also cause all the problems that need the day saving, saving in the first place. But you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I and I don't know that Oaken would have listened. Yeah, to, that's like, very true. A long elaborate mm? plan, either. Mm. No. Yeah. Uh, let's just kind of put Oaken in a situation, see what Oaken does. Maybe it'll be okay. Maybe Neil will have to fix things.
0: So does Nia respond in any way?
1: I think Nia just looks at Oaken and just kind of mouths be ready and then kind of loudly says alright Altara you have what you want and just kind of moves away
0: Yeah, and I think Altara walks into the room and with her are the, like, Nimshif soldiers that she brought, and they kind of just, like, fan out, making, like, a semicircle in, in this space, and, like, slowly start to walk towards you. I think Crick comes in last, and just kind of stands very nervously near the door, looking between, like, Nia and Oaken and the Gaul. And Altara, of course. Um, And Altara, like, looks at you, Oaken, and is like, It's time. You have done enough. Listen, don't make this any harder than what it is. We're just going to take you back and everything will be wrapped up.
2: What do you mean by wrapped up?
0: They're not going to harm you. You still have value as the figurehead for our family. We'd be foolish to do away with you. Valor and vigor just want you back. She likes size where they can control you. You know how this family works.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna interject with where they can control me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Nia, Altara is definitely lying when she says they're not going to harm you.
1: Good, good, good. Um, I don't think Nia's gonna do anything with that immediately, though I do have kind of questions about this moment because mm. because Nia's now I don't know if this question's for now but I just kind of know what this space feels like for Nia after kind of like grabbing on to Winter's Lodge and moving things and seeing that vastness of like what does this space feel like
0: I think it feels heavy Um, And full of energy. I think all the way through the Winter's Lodge, you've got a sense that the place is, like, seething and surging. And I think it's interesting because, obviously, the Gaul reached out and stopped Micaiah from destroying it and it stopped the Death's Defiant but i think as you come into this space all of his energy just seems to be focused outwards now there's just this like this real strong sense of like i think the two words to put to this are those like key words of rodella and Cadroia. so like growing or regrowing and this sense of like utter purpose or destiny it's as if the goal is sure what it needs to do now, and this it growing outwards is what it needs to do. I imagine this space is probably very overwhelming because of that. Like, the goal is unleashing all of the energy that, the, that people wanted to claim from it. Like, it is putting into this, and this room feels just, wow, you know?
1: Yeah. Because I imagine Nia's is going to try and destroy Altara now. <laughs> okay. Like this this is that, the space where that could happen.
0: Yeah.
2: Sorry, as an aside, just because I'm curious, I imagine Oaken can feel this. Is there any indication that
0: Altara can? Um, I don't think so. Like, I don't think Altara is a jackal. They're just a person, right? I imagine, like, people generally, I imagine being in a space is, like, you can feel it, you know, like, in the same way that you can feel, like, the wind moving. If you imagine, like, that feeling is just, like, wind rushing upwards, but, like, there's a difference between, like, I can feel that there's something big going on here versus I'm in tune or, like, I can sense what's going on here. It's, like, the difference between, like, listening to an orchestra as someone who doesn't know music, like, I I would, versus listening to an orchestra as, like, a musician.
2: Yeah, and I I wonder how much Altara... There's a choice to be in tune with that kind of stuff. And he seems quite focused on other things. (laughs) Like, (laughs) taking over back, maybe?
0: Yeah. So I imagine, as, like, Nia is working out what to do, like, we just see this closing circle of nimshift troops i imagine they're all holding spears other than altara who's got like a pistol and one of these bismuth shields and they're getting closer to you and altara looks at you and goes the sun spear, kick it over
2: can you feel that altara can you not feel that
0: Altara raises a pistol and, like, points it at you. She seems very set on, like, you and focused on you. Stand up to your feet and kick over the sun spear.
2: You don't even know what's begun here, do you?
0: Whatever is begun here, I do not care. What I care about is what I will end here. Me? No. This petty revolution and your petty rebellion.
2: And and how exactly do you think you're going to stop it?
0: I arrest you or I kill you.
2: So you'll martyr me? That's your plan? That's your grand
0: plan? You're already a martyr. I imagine the second time won't make it that much more important. I get it. I get what it's like to grow up as a Nimshif. Those mornings, all of us training day after day after day to be what they want us to be. But there is a purpose for that. and We cannot just throw it aside. Oh,
2: you don't understand anything.
0: (laughs) We are on the precipice of everything our house has worked for, our family has worked for. And you are the only thing standing between that. If you come back, do you think valor and vigor can really command you? If you wanted to come back, and if you wanted to take your rightful place at the head of our family, I would support you. You could enact so much more by just following me and listening. Take your place, and then you can turn round and look after the common people, or whatever it is that you're playing at here. (laughs) There's real power ahead of you, Oaken.
2: See, a thing I've realised recently is that I'm not a very good listener, and I'm not a very good leader, and I'm not a very good friend even, but you seem incredibly set on this, so... Let's go. But but one thing first. And I would like at this point to break the sun spear.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh damn.
0: Okay, yeah. Um what what do we think happens when the sun spear breaks?
2: I think maybe it's like this very, very bright flash of light, and then it's mm. like It's like all the light is taken from the room afterwards. Okay. You know when, like, the sun goes behind a cloud and it's like, for a second you don't really realise what's happened. It's just suddenly it's dark.
0: Yeah. Like a very dim place, right? Is, Is it, like, pitch black or just, like, dim? Just dim, I think. Okay. And Nia, you said that you wanted to act against Altara. Is this the moment you do it?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think with all of the like listening to activist Dane mm. that this is this is the moment to take that direct action and take <laughs> down the NIM shifts. This uh. is probably the most, you know, vulnerable we'll have Altara for a long time.
0: Yeah. And is And what are you doing? And I guess I've got a follow-up question, which is, like, which side is Crick really on?
1: I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like we've definitely spoken about this. There is definitely yeah. space. If you wanted to flashback to Crick being a double agent, I think that is reasonable.
1: I, I think that's... I think that makes sense.
0: Okay. So so what are the pair of you doing in this moment? I think the spare like, snaps. does this lessening of light and you probably feel this Nia as someone who is so like attached and can do the like light stuff and I think Altara takes like almost flinches back a little bit I think is her reaction what are you doing
1: um well I'm trying to decide what kind of end Nia would would be able to do in close proximity is it like using nia's move hypnotic mm. or is it physical harm i think it's more likely going to be doing the naming a future action that altara can't avoid or just some kind of horrendous brain memory thing
0: i mean the destiny stuff is good um and i like that like that seems like a good end for any of like the characters, I guess the thing I'd say is how close do you need to be to get there first? And like that, like Altara is a very dangerous opponent. So I don't know if you could just do that to her straight up.
1: Well, I was hoping to maybe tap into the Gaul. Hmm. And since this move is all about destiny, getting some help. Okay which I imagine is incredibly dangerous and probably won't work. But it feels like that's the energy in this in this room. Yeah. So it feels like the most obvious path where when Nia's in this space.
0: I think that makes sense, yeah. Um, how does Nia commune with the goal? Is it I say like touching it or is it something else?
1: I think sir trying like when say, like, moved the wall. Mm. I think say, kind of just grabbed on to like the threads in, in the lodge. So, to kind of try and do that a bit and see what communicates back to some instead of just like yanking, more of a cajoling <laughs> and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine what like Nia finds is like. This room is filled with these weird angular roots. I imagine each one of those to Nia almost appears like a bundle of spirit. So I can imagine like Nia grasping some of those. I think the thing I'll say is you can obviously begin to like work at this, but I think it's going to take time and distraction to be able to do this. So, yeah, what kind of distraction does Nia have set up?
1: Well I think in the first instance it's using the the breaking of the sun spear as that first distraction. And then probably crick's assistance as that second distraction.
0: Yeah. Are they trusted
1: here as well? Um Ideally soon. I don't know if they're <laughs> here now, but okay. they know that this was the end point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh so that sounds like a command roll just to to do the distraction. Or anything else you want to roll? Um we have a look.
1: I have nothing in command.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um it could also be a sway. Like I, I'm thinking it's either like a command because you're commanding a bunch of people, but I guess if these are a cohort, you could just roll with the cohort. Like Crick and and the trusted would just be a tier two cohort.
1: Cool. So I have rolled a four and a six.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I think we see this moment where Oaken like snaps the spear. Is, is it over your leg that you snap it or is it just like you break it with your hands? Or oh, I think just
2: with the hands.
0: Or biting it.
2: Oh, <gasps> I do love, I love a little bitey. <laughs> little chomp.
3: I can't believe how <laughs> feral Oaken's
0: got.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I will bite it in half, yes, with my mask.
0: Cool. I imagine like biting for it like it's soft, like, it's almost as if, like, you're biting through something soft, because the mask just kind of helps with it. And, like, yeah, there's this flash of, like, dimness, and Altara flinches back. And he's like, why would you... And, like, we hear the, the sunspear clatter to the ground, and the moment it clatters to the ground, we see, like, Crick barrel into the side of Altara. And, yeah, it... There's this just moment of chaos as the rest of the soldiers, like, spin round to see what is happening. Um, and I think it's that moment where the trusted come into the room and this kind of thing just kind of devolves into, like, this little fight. Oaken, what are you doing in this moment?
2: Honestly, I might have a sit down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I think, you know, Oaken, I did, I did take a trauma last time. And he he's not got the fight in him anymore.
0: Was it soft that you took?
2: Yeah, it was soft.
0: Mm. You can still feel, uh, as you, like, sit down against one of these roots, you can still feel Mel kind of, like, buzzing within the arm.
2: I, I think with Mel, what what Oaken would really like is for them to be an envoy again, but in the right way, you know? Not in the way they would be now. Mm. I might just tell them, not yet. whisper into the hand. <laughs> yes.
0: I love this image. Just full on fight around you and Oaken's just like, no. To his to hand.
2: Like in this little soothing voice, like, not yet. Not yet.
0: I think this is going to be another roll.
2: Ooh, okay.
0: Uh, just to, to convince Mel. What would you like to roll here?
2: I think this is more of an attune. This is not a command. Mm. It could be a sway, but I I do not have any points in sway.
0: Yeah, I think using something like sway would be like a risky, like a controlled standard, sorry, would be a controlled standard. Um, I think using a tune is fine. Uh, It might just be limited effect. I think the difference there is like sway is you can maybe convince Mel to listen. Forever, or like you know, Mel has gone like, "Okay, I'll wait." Like Open has promised me something, whereas a tune would be, "Okay, I will listen to you for now, but if I get a chance, I might take it."
2: Well, you know what? Let's try sway. I do feel like it's a bit more
0: appropriate. Hmm. You can push yourself, or take a devil's bargain, or anything like that.
2: What would the devil's bargain be?
0: Um. Hmm. I think the devil's bargain. I'm trying to think, like, because there's like interesting stuff that can happen in a room, Devil's Bargains, or there's like interesting stuff with Mel. And like, what, what kind, what would you be more interested in?
2: So I think if it doesn't work out with Mel, mm. I will take a different action. Yeah. I'm not going to let them do it. I'm just trying to sway them first. So I feel like there's a more predictable outcome there whereas the room anything could happen
0: yeah um i think the thing i like is the idea that that even if you convince mel like if you convince mel and this goes well um you end up promising her that you will leave this place and help her find somewhere to be
2: oh that is a good one
0: do you want to take it yeah go on so you're on one dice. So controlled and standard.
2: Ah. <laughs> I see. A one.
0: Uh-oh. Mhm. Uh you falter press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach. Mel is just getting more and more like irate and just like buzzing. I think you can just feel, like, the heat of her, like, spreading through this arm. Like, the heat of the emotion, because that's sort of what we said this was, right? You can just feel... It's almost as if she's, like, pulling on the emotions contained within this, like, honey arm to, like, overwhelm you. And I guess your options here are, like, you can either just keep trying to, like, talk to her and convince her, and that would be a risky chance, or... I think your other option is to just try and get out of this room. Like, try and get her away from the girl.
2: What if I bit off my arm? Wait. That <laughs> that's a option.
3: Wait. Yes. Uh, this...
2: it's, it's, it's such <laughs> a resigned way as well. Just like, a, oh, very well. I'll bite off my arm.
0: I mean, I don't want to say no to that. Um...
2: I think I will also leave, but. I'm hoping biting off my arm will lessen Mel's hold on me.
0: That makes sense. Are you then going to, like, carry the arm with you or just, like, leave Mel in the arm on the floor? Because that seems like it would be letting her free.
2: No, I'm going to take it with me. Yeah. I, I, my goal is it for it to become her prison,
0: pretty much.
2: Jeez. Oh, well.
0: okay. Yeah, um, I think this probably isn't a tune, right?
2: Yeah, go on wreck,
0: then. Whichever one you want to roll the
2: I'll go for a chain. It it sounds yeah. nicer as well for this horrible thing I'm doing, but
0: Yeah. Um yeah, and I imagine like a lot of the risk here is like, yeah, you can like the biting off is fine. Probably very painful or emotionally painful. I don't know what that feels like. But like can you keep her contained is definitely the challenge here. So let's call yeah. this risky standard.
2: Okay. A one and
0: a five. Um, yeah. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you end up in a desperate position. So, yeah, you gnaw through like the piece of the arm where it connects to your body, and does the arm change shape once it's like free from your body? Is it just like an orb of honey now, or is it still an arm?
2: I thought it would be really nice if... Um... Have you ever let a jar of honey go, like, too cold and it kind of crystallises in that odd way? Yeah. I thought it... it, I imagined it doing that. Yeah. And maybe shrinking a bit, but still the same shape.
0: Yeah. Um, No, I think you do that. Um, I think... um, Take one harm for that, I think. Um... (laughs)
2: Yes, that's very fair.
0: (laughs) So I think you take a level two instead because you don't because your level ones are filled. Yeah. Um and I think the harm is going to be like severed. Oh, brilliant. Just like it's just you had the raw emotions like pushing through you, and then it's just a bit of yourself is just gone. And you've dealt with this before, but like in this moment it's definitely something that is going to continue to affect you. Yeah. And you stand up and are you just walking out the room?
2: Yes. I'm <laughs> just just strolling out. Just Yeah. You know, that that kind of very I'm very tired.
0: Yeah, you see the Nymphshift soldiers fighting against the trusted who have rushed in. I think the trusted are managing to distract them, but like I think a couple of them are already down. Like the Nymphshift soldiers are like you know, they're elite and the trusted are not. I think you see Ido actually who is down on the floor and they're they've got like a huge cut across like their belly and you can see like spirit just almost um untangling and like fraying and like fading back into the world around it and like the nimshift soldier walks away and joins the fight against someone else i think you can also see um altara where they're fighting crick and crick has already taken like a couple of wounds altara is like holding like a long like, stiletto-style dagger. And Crick is putting up his best in this fight, but he is not a trained fighter. He is used to street brawls, and he's just trying to, like, distract Altara and is just falling back. I think as you walk out, you see, like, Altara snap to look at you and start to move towards you, and, like, Crick stands in the way and is rewarded by, like, a puncture in the belly for it. Oh, But it's, it's still, like, stood up, still fighting. Um, And you see Nia, who, and maybe this is, like, the role we make here. Like, we we see Nia, um, who is trying to do something with these roots. Uh, What are you doing?
1: Yeah. I think Nia kind of wants to trap Altara's spirit. Like, tangle Altara's spirit up. Mm -hmm. In the, with a web of spirit that's in this room. So it's not like as the spirit wards, or it's more like a tangle
0: The thing I like about that is like these roots are almost living labyrinth, so I can almost see it being like that, like you're not necessarily holding it in place, but you are like you are trapped in this like spirit labyrinth, if that makes sense,
1: yeah, and then once 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 that stage has happened, and Altara is kind of weaved into this, or tangled in this, then to try and actually attack Altara's mind. Okay. Yes. Uh,
0: Nia has become a person.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, yeah, let, let's make your roll. Uh, this sounds like, do you want to roll a tune here?
1: I'm still feeling, I guess it's either a tune or a wreck. Mm. And I think it's more of an emotional, mental state difference. So it yeah. doesn't make any mechanical difference at this point, because <laughs> they're both equal. Yeah. So do you have a preference?
0: No, it's whatever you want to roll.
1: I think I'll just go I'll go with wreck because again, when Nia's done a tune, it's been in a in a particular kind of like emotional state or trying to help or trying to like protect people, and that is not Nia's focus right now, <laughs> yeah. say so are obsessed with this direct action that must happen
0: for me, this feels like a desperate because Nia just doesn't know whether say can do this. Yep, that's... I, And also, I don't know what the reaction is going to be in the world to trying to do this. I don't know whether, like, you can do this in this world or what the consequences are.
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: So I think it's going to be Desperate Standard.
1: That's a six. Fuck. That is a six. Hell
0: There's yeah. There's also
1: a three, but no. Th- there is also a, a three, six. but
0: yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so we see this moment where Altara's hand, like, lashes out and catches Crick in the gut, and then, like, she quickly withdraws and, like, stabs out again and catches him in the shoulder, and, like, you see Crick just starting to, like, stagger backwards. And then, like, she lunges out again towards their neck, and, like, does she just stop?
1: I feel like it's kind of a, a more like a slowing. Mm-hmm there's like a sudden resistance in the air yeah is what altara can kind of feel she stabs out full force but as she goes it just like is moving through molasses so suddenly and then it slows to a stop
0: i think the entire time she just lets out this like furious scream good Good and like yeah she, she she is stilled in front of you What do you do?
1: I didn't think this would work. I kind of hoped it wouldn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too, but
1: it did. it did. I think Nia wants to tie her fate. So
0: this is your hypnotic move, right? Which is you can push yourself to do one of the following, and the thing you want to do is tie their fate, naming a future action that they can't avoid. Yeah. How does this work? Do you, like, tell
1: her it? I don't think it's a verbal thing. Hmm. And I'm not certain that Altara is cognizant of it right now.
0: Okay. And what what is the fate? Uh... I think for me, I don't think this move can be like, you are going to walk out the window and jump into the ocean below, you know? Like, that's not a fate. No. But like there's a version of this of like you will lose here today yeah and your shame will drive you from the city or something like that yeah but is that too soft for for Nia as well is the interesting question
1: yeah because I mean there's also like what would this direct action be with Baktiv it's to get rid of Altara valor and vigor yeah but that might be too hard and I don't know if that's feasible what
3: about something like y- you'll have a part in bringing down your family cuz that doesn't have to be immediate but it could be it's like an event eventual thing
1: yeah cuz then i guess it's not like the action it's mm. like this is this is what your fate is your destiny is to bring down the nimshifts mm. enjoy
0: yeah i don't know how that stops her here but Altara will be the death of House Nimshif.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, Ash. Hello. Let's go to you, shall we? I think the last time we saw Ash, he had set fire to the heart of Rodella, uh, which was, like, in the cup beneath the jackal compound.
3: Accidentally. It was an accident. I didn't do it on purpose.
0: <laughs> yeah. He had eaten a bit, bit of Rodella, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he had collapsed outside of that temple. Yeah, it got me a new trauma. So I guess there's like two questions for me. The first one is going to be like, what do you imagine it's like to eat Rodella's heart? Like, what happens to you there? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's um, that's a question. Jeez. Um,
0: and maybe this is a thing for Beck as well. I was going to say, yeah. Is it horrible? Is it good? Like, do you? Is it like I feel strong, or is it like, oh god, this is like turning into a werewolf?
2: Oh, I can't remember how we said it felt.
0: I don't know if we ever have.
2: Oh, how interesting. Hmm. I think it should feel horrible.
0: Yeah,
3: probably. Uh, Have you ever eaten like an insect? You know, you get those like cicadas you can get in Mm. markets and stuff. The worst part about it is actually taking the bite okay it's like it's this this idea that you've got this bug in your hand and when you actually bite into it it's fine it's actually kind of okay but everything leading up to that your every instinct in your body is just going don't don't eat no don't what, what, what are you doing what are you just stop it stop it
0: yeah i i could imagine it yeah i mean you're from atrium i imagine you've eaten lots of heart thinking about their food habits but yes yeah probably not raw though right yeah that's true it's not
3: like somebody's fried this up it's just it's just a chunk of gross bloody flesh Uh,
0: i imagine a lot of what it's like is i'm just thinking about like rodella being A, a remnant like lots of energy and like being about like regrowth and stuff like that it's like as if all of like your muscles and your heart and like every organ in you was just suddenly getting more powerful at the same time and like (laughs) i imagine that's a lot of stress on a body
3: oh god (laughs) ash gets growing pains yeah
2: i imagined it was a bit like when you have too much caffeine and it's like you can feel it coursing around your body Mm. and, and it's giving you energy but it feels really wrong and horrible (laughs) like it feels like it's for a different body not for yours like it's too much for your body
0: one of the things that just came into my head is like imagine heart palpitations almost because your heart is having to find a new rhythm that fits like all of your body is trying to like rework itself out and its relation to each other yeah and i think you probably get like flashes of stuff flashes of bits of rodella but i don't know whether like that they necessarily resolve into like anything pertinent right like it's it's not like you're there like oh rodella is showing me stuff it's just like you get an understanding of what you've eaten (laughs) of like Hmm. rodella was this thing of regrowth and like this powerful being and like that was its purpose and its domain in the world and you probably get like a better understanding of it than what we have it's very easy as a human to be like, that remnant over there is of regrowth, Was like, I imagine you kind of understand it a bit more, of, like, mm. this is what that actually means. That's what it means for, like, a human, but what it means for, like, a remnant. And, like, the flash is kind of just awful dreams, just awful fever dreams and awful body pains. And I think after them, you wake up and you can feel, you can feel like you're almost, like, wobbling left and right. It's weird because like you look up and you can see the ceiling and you can see, like, the bismuth of the cut ahead of you or, like, above you and it's, like, moving as if you're moving and, like, you come to realise that you're kind of being carried on a stretcher.
3: Um, what's... where... what's... what's happening?
0: And you kind of, like... As you kind of, like, look around and maybe, like, leave yourself up a little bit. You see that you're being carried by two members of the Umbral Provenders. Uh, There's, like, maybe about ten of them. And at their head, uh, you can see, like, Galena is leading them through the cut.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, wait. No, wait. Wait, this is bad. Wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I imagine there's maybe, like... A small man who's, like, very heavily bearded and wears glasses and has, like, these, like, long, almost, like, rabbit-like ears going back and he's doing, like, the scouting and the leading and Galena is, like, right behind him, following, holding a torch. As you wake up, she looks back towards you. You have a deal. We're going to see it through. What,
3: What? What deal? Um... Can you walk yet? Yeah, sure. Fine rolls off and catches himself far more gracefully than he was expecting yeah and he's just doesn't quite notice because he's stuck in this sort of panic cycle of oh crap the humble provenders are here oh good Galena's okay oh crap Galena's here oh god I, what, <laughs> what's going on here you know uh.
0: yeah and what they're doing is they're leading you through the cut towards the winter's lodge I, I imagine you kind of pick up on that as you move you, you kind of work out the direction that you're heading. Are you...
3: Are you coming to help? With the...
0: The, 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 the remnant thing. Are you saying that to Galena or another Rumble though?
3: Probably Galena.
0: You left me little choice in the matter. Um... I...
3: I don't really remember much of what what happened, but we've got a job to do, right? Or I've got a job to do, or I've got to convince Hoken to do. I'm really worried about this. This seems... I'm not sure it's a good idea. Do you think it's a good idea? Should, should, should I be doing this? Like, what happens if...
0: No, I should. I should. Sorry. Yeah. Betraying Khan is never a good idea. You're going to go through with this.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's bad, right? This is what the jackals are here for. This is... Uh, am I a jackal now? Is that how this
0: works? It appears that way. Okay, cool. Um. And you will do what needs to be done, right? Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, this is... Don't this let is... any of your softness shine through. Just do the deed.
3: I... What? I'm not I can do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. What do you mean softness? I'm Yeah, of course I could do it. I'm, I'm I'm
0: a jackal, right? I'm a jackal. Yeah. Just promise me you won't disappoint me like your father.
3: What the hell do you mean by that?
0: He could have He could have been so much more than a shopkeeper. Marrying into your family was the worst thing that he ever did. Maybe now that you're among the tenders, finally something good has come from his mistake.
3: I don't think he'd agree with you. I think it's pretty good. I think he's got a pretty good life. I think he likes what he's doing. Why do you think that's... You know what, I don't have time for this. Don't, don't, talk, about, don't talk about my dad like that. He's He's happy. We all are, and we're all better off for him.
0: He was my brother first.
3: You don't own him.
0: He's not yours. It's his life. This is what he chose. And because he chose his life, I had to choose this one. You understand that, right? He got to choose. You had a choice as well. Don't
3: pretend that This is something you had to do. You wanted to,
0: just as much as he did. Anyway, are we nearly there yet? If you had ever met your grandparents, you would know different. You still don't understand how this city works. One person's choice takes away that freedom from so many others. There's a cost to every choice we make.
3: Yeah, maybe in the great families it does, but that's what we're trying to we're trying to sort out. Some people having choices over everyone else's freedoms. That's what everything's about. This whole revolution. Instead of complaining that you're forced to live in it, why not try and change something? Why not help?
0: There will always be those that will climb above the rest and impose their choices on others. Yeah, and we'll fight them too. And then you'll become them. You understand that, right? That's how this city works. So why not just be on the top?
3: Because there's no point having power if you're not going to use it to help people. What? I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, some people are going to abuse it, but you just keep getting rid of them until you find the right ones.
0: You are so naive. I can tell my brother raised you. She just like increases her speed a little bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think Ash is sort of having a bit of a a crisis moment. It's like, oh, what if she's right? Oh God.
0: Um... I love what if she's right when she clearly got to the end of the argument. Was like, I'm just gonna be- pretend you are naive because I don't have a comeback for you. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think you continue through like the halls. Whole of the cut, walking through mirrored versions of the city and strange corridors made out of materials that you've never seen before and looping backwards on yourself to go forwards and finding different ways of passing through different doors within the space until eventually you arrive at somewhere at the edge of the Winter's Lodge. What does it look like when you pass through? Does Ash just go ahead or does someone else open the way?
3: I think, I mean, there's going to be some sign of the goal even here, right?
0: Yeah, I imagine so. I wonder if it's just like... You can see this space, which has almost become like a mirrored version of the Winter's Lodge. And there's just like... A small green door, and coming through the edges of that door, like growing through all of the cracks in it, is just this abundance of roots spreading outwards. Cool, and you can see like where the roots kind of go into the cut; co- they kind of like widen into tunnels.
3: Just, just to qu- quickly uh, check, I've like Ash has seen since the goal sort of starting to grow at winter's lodge right
0: i can't remember i know someone did
3: hmm i think just before like as as he walks up to the door ash just kind of curiously brushes his finger along one of the roots just kind of feels it because this is this is very different to what he was expecting to find here
0: Hmm.
3: um And it just kind of rolls his fingers around one. Um, Does he feel anything? Is there any kind of... Does does the the whole jackal thing give him any sort of, hey, this is a remnant,
0: or... Yeah, this is a remnant. We definitely know that as players. I'm trying to work out if there's something that gives you it as Ash. Ash has at least seen the goal, right? And I think you recognise it as that. Like, there's something that just tells you it's that. And I think the way it is interacting with the cut is both very familiar and it's also like It's interesting because it's like its own creature coming into the cut and changing things which I don't know you've seen Lilium do you've maybe not seen that many other things do that
3: I wonder if there's something about it that's familiar from the plant that Khan showed me
0: Oh yeah
3: like in the in the in the 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 garden
0: Yes no this is absolutely that like it's the same roots like that plant was this upside-down tree in the same way that the gall is, and the roots of that plant were, like, almost like its canopy. But, like, the interesting thing about it was they were shaped like a labyrinth, so, like, they curled in the same way that, like, bismuth does of, like, angular lines. Mm. And these roots are entirely that. Mm-hmm.
3: And if it's roots, they're, they're going to be coming, they're going to be thicker at the bottom, they're going to be growing upwards, right? So, whereas normally you'd expect to see roots hanging down from the ceiling or kind of curling downwards, these ones are like coming from the floor and going up
0: around the door so so they're coming from the other side of the door basically so it's like a tree is growing in the other room and its roots are coming out through the door
3: I think Ash has all of this realisation all at once and looks back at the humble provenders and sort of gives a little nod um, swallows and then steps through
0: Okay, and I think, as you step through, you walk straight into oaken oaken
3: oaken, you're here oh um we, we we've got to kill it, we've got to kill it, we've got to get rid of it' You've got to kill what <laughs> the, the, the 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 tree the thing the, the the remnant the the goal the goal we've got to get rid of it as soon as we do that, everything's going to be fine, it'll fix everything.
2: Oh ah. Oh wow.
3: Are you okay? Um
2: Well, what's... not really, but I don't think you are either. We've I'm I I think I might be a
3: jackal now. Oh a, no. A lot's happened. Um as as soon as we get rid of it. It's look, it's it's bad. It's like the the leaves the 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 plant it was, it's gonna it's gonna take over everything. Can, 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 can showed me.
2: It is, Ash. Like it's meant to do. No, it's not supposed to take... This is...
3: This is embrace. We don't have remnants here. This is... And, and look... Look what's
2: happened. Do you want it to go back to how it was? You were always the idealist.
3: Back to how it was? What, with remnants fighting? Look, we've got... We've got a choice. We can have shitty people in charge and maybe have a chance to fight them. Or we can have a tree in charge or a big thing that nobody understands and nobody knows what it works. We can't have a revolution against a tree. No,
2: uh, some of us do understand. Who? Us. Who's Us. You're a jackal now. You've eaten the heart. You can feel it, can't you? I, th-
3: I think so, and I think it's, I think it's bad.
2: Why? Who told you that? Khan. Oh. Khan. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, look, I,
3: I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, I, I think it is. And he said. That if we get rid of it, the jackals can help the revolution, the rest <laughs> of us, everyone else. They can save everyone.
2: Ash, uh, uh, you're uh, so trusting. Why would he lie about this?
0: I think just to like underscore Ash's point, I think this is the moment where the last of the trusted falls, a uh, spear kind of like pushed through them and the guards kind of... I think the, the the five Nimshif guards that are still stood up like turn around and look at the conversation between Ash and Oaken, and they look at where Nia and Altara is and start to like advance to like protect Altara again. And it's also the moment where Galena and some of the ovenball provenders kind of like appear in the space behind Ash, as if from nowhere.
3: Look, I... I don't know why you're trying to help remnant but that's not that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to fight the monsters right
2: Yes, supposed to fight the monsters supposed to pose for the crowds supposed to be the big hero so what are you going to do instead change things real change that's what I'm trying to do
3: the whole revolution that's the whole point if we get the jackals on our side we've won right
2: the jackals won't be on your side, Ash. He promised. They'll be using you. That's what they do. They use people. They used me. What do you What do you mean? It's just a weapon to them, and you're just a tool to get what they want. Once they're done with you, once they're done with all of us, they'll throw us aside.
0: Galena takes a moment, sizing up the situation in the room that she's just stepped into and realises that she has the greater amount of people. Okay, everyone lay down your arms, stand to one side. We're in control here now, and you will do what we say. Ash, do what needs to be done.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you going to stop him?
2: Please, Ash. Please don't do this. Okay, I'm trying to... I'm trying to do what's right for everyone. But you're not. You're trying to do what's right, but you're not. How am I supposed to know? This is embrace. We don't have a
3: remnant here. I don't... I don't want to... I don't want something in charge that's not a person.
0: I think Crick knelt one fist to the floor. It's like, mate, you know, I've grown up all my life hearing about Relict. And what this bastard here did to him, <laughs> looking firmly at Oak and hate in his eyes, huh? destroying that thing did not leave a good place. What I'd say is, what gives you the right to meddle? Maybe this is just how the world is meant <clears throat> to be. I'm, I'm not.
3: There's been a lot of people t- trying to tell me how the world's supposed to be today, and I think I'd rather have people in charge who can be removed. And if this thing finishes growing, I don't think that's going to be true. I don't want a tree in charge of embrace. (laughs) I want people. And there are people out there fighting to make sure it's the right people. And I trust them, and I trust Ezra, and I trust Ivar. They know what's right. And Nilcat. I think I trust Khan.
2: You're so young, Ash. And you think it will be different. But I've been around a very, very long time. And I've seen new people control the city over and over. This is a chance for something different, something really different. And it's not about control. You can just let go. Just let it happen.
0: Galena looks at you open and is like, enough. It looked like you were on your way out. Is that right? Like, she steps aside. to like, create space for you to leave. I'm a big fan of just sitting back and letting things happen. I know. You
2: want to control things too. You want to have an effect. You'll get to be the hero now, I guess
0: I said enough Oaken, are you going to leave? Oaken, I could use your help
2: I'm not going to help you do this If things were different, I'd even try and stop you
0: Galena draws a gun Oaken, you looked like you were going to leave Go So shoot me She shoots you